I have literally zero say in this argument. So uh, kicking Ellen DeGeneres out of the queer zone, for sure. But yeah, if saying, Chan says it's okay, saying, I'll do it. <laughs> but saying that, like, chill, straight people get to be queer, I feel like you get some backlash on that one, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> everyone welcome back to another edition of the late late capitalism show you'll hear that i'm particularly fired up this evening because folks it's been hard going the past few weeks yeah in terms of subject matter for the episodes and just i mean the real world existence in general but that's you know what you've earned this one this is going to be a pure fun episode i'm excited this might be our first and like officially anti-italian pod which i've been (laughs) begging to do since we started yeah. And on that note, content one. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be swearing. There's going to be more anti-Italian sentiment than probably any other recorded show in history. <laughs> oh my god. Because well, as you're going to find out, we're going to find out whether you can actually be racist towards Italians. That's right. This is the show where we figure out if that's true or not. You guys sound like you've already passed the threshold yeah. somehow. Yeah. I, I I would say recently we these... have not even started. <laughs> okay. These individuals has made me an actively more hateful person. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into the nitty gritty, let's do the basic introduction. My name is Jesse, and this time I'm going to hand it over to Megan because I respect and like women. That's right. I'm Megan. Thank you. Good job, Megan. Uh, I, I'm Chance, uh, and I'm here with my good buddy Dean. Hello, hello. Uh, like as usual, it's it's the four of us. Uh, we're here. We're we're sitting down, and we're we're ready to get right into this because. I feel like uh, all of us, including our listeners, have had a long couple weeks, like you guys were saying. So oh boy. I'm, I'm actually very excited for today's episode. We're here. We might be queer, depending on who you ask. <laughs> That's up for debate. Yeah, the, <laughs> the framework is changing. Yeah. It's a shifting <laughs> battleground. Sorry, I got a fucked up queer dart. Oops. <laughs> so... It's going to be difficult to tell you what exactly this episode is about, at least off the hop. Broadly, we're going to be discussing the resurgent anti-mask movement and the demonstrations that have popped up in the past two weeks in the face of increasing COVID restrictions. Oh, good. So, listeners of the show will know that about three weeks back, we discussed one of the leaders in this new anti-mask charge, a man who used to be a progressive conservative and then got kicked out of his own party. Repeat, he was so fucked up, he got kicked out of the worst party in Canada, Randy Hillier. Uh, Much as like last week was a greatest hits of sorts for the show, uh, this week is too. Although last week was obviously more of the negative aspects, you know, talking about prison, the CIA, uh, just all the disastrous things that go into most of our episodes. Whereas this week, yeah, we're going to touch on some familiar topics, the aforementioned Randy Hillier, our COVID episode, and perhaps most perplexingly, uh, this is going to be, I like to think of it as a spiritual tie into the issue, or sorry, episode we did on the biker massacre in Shedden. Yeah. Because 
almost unbelievably, I have found a story where every single character is dumber than even the dumbest people oh, no. <laughs> in the Shen Massacre. That was a that was a trip, man. Yeah. And for those that are unfamiliar, uh, it was an episode in which we discussed an outlaw biker gang that essentially died because they were too stupid to live. Kind of like <laughs> a rat that's addicted to heroin. You it, know, it was. It, it's yeah. not really their fault, but that's just. How life made them. The way you described it, it was like playing lemmings, you know. (laughs) (laughs) They just couldn't stop careening themselves off cliffs of increasing heights. Yeah, yeah. And somehow the two main, I'm not, I hesitate to say protagonists, but they are the main characters in this story. At the time I finished my research, I was struck by how they have lived, you know, as long as they have lived. Because... Our anti-heroes, our Shadows the Hedgehog. Yeah, our, our Jokers. Yeah. I think Shadow's a good comparison point, because he also is just famously dumb as fuck and yeah. loved guns. <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's very true. So we're going to be talking today about these heroes of the anti-mask movement, but our story really begins about a week back. Obviously, COVID has been going on for a very long time. In fact, one of our first episodes almost a year ago was on that very subject, how naive we were. But we're going to flash forward to the more recent time. As we mentioned at the top of the show, there's been increasing restrictions in the face of a nonstop surge of COVID cases, both nationally and internationally. Well, in a small town you may have heard of called Tirana, Ontario, there's a young man by the name of Adam Skelly. And he runs Adamson's Barbecue. Yeah, the infamous now. Okay, right. I wanted to say I have not researched anything about this because I thought you were going to mention it on the show so I can be fully surprised. But I've heard the word barbecue an obscene amount of times this week. So the story of Adam Skelly is a pretty simple one. He runs Adamson's Barbecue. Uh, last week, he was actually arrested for continuing to open his restaurant and advertise in-house dining, despite the fact that that is now outlawed under the current restrictions, he would actually end up being arrested and taken into custody for continuing to violate these COVID protocols. Do you know how hard it is to run a speakeasy and be not cool (laughs) and not be like the coolest motherfucker alive? And he started a a Twitter account like in the immediate wake of this. And it's clear that this is a grift. Oh, yeah. And it's if you can't trust Adam Skelly, a man whose restaurant had multiple health violations prior <laughs> to COVID, yeah, yeah. like four or five various violations, if you can't trust him to uh, serve up some, I'm sure, wonderful quality brisket to the baying and hooting hogs of Toronto, then <laughs> who can you trust? <laughs> but the scenes at the Adamson's Barbecue were so fascinating, where the place was literally surrounded by cops, like, holding hands. <laughs> Like a they big, should not be doing that during COVID. <laughs> no, like well, one of those doing. big like Rajput yeah. squares of just like <laughs> intertwined. Yeah. And, were, and hundreds of people like on site trying to get their brisket. They were trying to uh, protect the pigs that were inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <right>. Solidarity. <laughs> Got them. They're kin. No Gross. one crosses this line. Yeah. We've lost too many brothers already. <laughs> it's a big club, but you're not in it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so he was taken into custody, released on a $50,000 bail. Not really sure where that money came from. Actually, I think I have an idea. They Not sell a lot of brisket. I guess. Yeah, you know restaurant owners famously flush with expendable <laughs> cash. <Yeah. laughs> They're sitting around. Honey, grab the 50K. <laughs> so he's been arrested. He's been issued fines. It is very clear, however, that this man does not give a fuck about serving his terrible brisket. No. He is doing this to, in my opinion, and I think by the end of this episode, you'll concur, get, on, get into the ground floor of a growing trend of COVID grifting. Part of hypernormalization is capitalism infringing on everything. And that even includes a world pandemic. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, and conspiracy theory. I feel like he's yeah. using this as a long-term marketing strategy where like after COVID and once he pays off all these stupid fines he owes now, he's going to be like the place for conservatives to go for barbecue. Definitely. Well, uh, and as Dean was mentioning too, like Alex Jones 100% did that, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, Alex Jones was like, reporting on quote-unquote conspiracy theories and then it slowly shifted into like buy my stuff <laughs> my brain and pills. then it slowly shifted into i'm actually a hardcore republican and fuck conspiracy theories and then now it's a weird amalgamation of all those things but yeah like you said like capitalism what you do is you just you you bandwagon you jump on it and then you figure out how to sell it back to people right yeah, which is what we're doing with our show yeah, too don't get us wrong <laughs> capitalism cannot let anything exist on its own good or bad Right, And this is just the inevitable result of that. And originally, when I started compiling notes for this episode, that's where our introduction ended. But recently, as in within the last four days, locally, here in the city of Kingston, we've also started to see our first anti-mask yes. protest. What was the ending of this barbecue place? It's though? still so ongoing. So he, he, he opened his restaurant. He wasn't supposed to. Police showed up. What happened? He was arrested and then released, and yep. now he's just still now running his restaurant? Now that he's been released, it's almost certain he's going to open up again. Oh, lol. This is just going to continue. Or he's going to open a GoFundMe saying, oh, I can't open my restaurant. Support me in the meantime, which I think yep. is actually what he's going to do. Oh, on. yeah. I'm no, pretty sure he's Toronto was silencing my pork. I'm being shadow banned from please, restaurant. Please let me unleash my hog upon Toronto. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, remember the uh, the gun-toting white people out in in, uh, in St. Louis? Yeah. Like well, the famous what couple. Are they called? Well, yeah, they're the getting McClan- a reality show the now, McClankies The McClankies. The yeah. McClankies, yeah. Um, they spoke at the RNC. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so it's it's going to be like that, right? I, I think he also already started a GoFundMe. I'm, I'm not sure. That wouldn't but. surprise me in the least. So in Kingston... Uh, I woke Sunday morning. Uh, For the sake of clarity, we're recording this on the 1st of December. So just a few days ago at the end of November, I woke around 6 a.m. to a lovely notification. And part of our greatest hits collection, we're also going to talk briefly about the Third Day Worship Center. Oh, yeah. Those sweethearts. So I saw a notification sent to me by a dear friend and a friend of the show that they were planning on hosting some man named TJ... Uh, Detweiler. Yeah, TJ really <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, TJ McClunky. Uh, from Salvation <laughs> Now, who is a evangelical preacher from Quebec who speaks in the Southern evangelical style, which is one of the wildest yes, things I've yes. ever seen. Oh my God. That again, this is a, I, I think this has been uh, spoken of before on Twitter, but a fusion of the most powerful kinds Identities. of white people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the Southern yokel and the Quebecois moron. I cannot tell you the amount of cognitive dissonance I experienced when I looked at this man who for the record looks like he's 12 years old with like gelled, brown hair yeah yeah he's funny looking and he said and my brothers and my sisters we are fighting something more powerful than ourselves and i was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) like my eyes is like open i'm pretty like my eyes are always at a level of like 30 percent open just in general but i was like 300 percent open i could see like into space (laughs) with how amazed i was by this you were elevated they were planning on holding an event in kingston at the third day worship center explicitly marketed as hey toronto is your church closed down it's just a quick three hour trip down to kingston for this service and they were selling tickets to it for Mm -hmm. a morning and an afternoon session now thankfully this was reported to the local health unit this event was shut down didn't end up happening third day of course said oh we were making sure all these precautions were in place but it's like motherfuckers you literally promoted this post of him saying, oh, come down from Toronto to Kingston for this yeah, event. to the cesspool 
Okay, so Third Day Worship Center actually clarified some of this to me, it, directly to our podcast. This is an inside scoop that uh, <laughs> other local newspapers reported on. We, we were first. Before we could no, do we it. No, we were first. <laughs> we're the only one that matters. As usual. But like they did message me directly because I asked them some questions. And they said uh, that the post was an error that was deleted when we found out. Uh-huh. We have no connection to the Freedom <laughs> I'm March. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to delete it. <laughs> And we have been in full compliance with KFLA guidelines to make sure we are keeping everyone safe. And on the same day, coincidentally, I imagine, there was a demonstration held in front of City Hall. Yeah. yeah. All I? of Kingston's biggest, reddest, shiniest small business owners <laughs> That's were there. right. Can I? At around the exact same time that this Kingston protest was going on, which I read the article and it's like... 20 all um yeah it was it was like 20 middle-aged women honestly <laughs> like that was the squad and it was a bunch Pussy of like riot. natural <laughs> naturopath store owners was, yeah. was the gist <laughs> that's cool oh, yeah. Yeah. right the so one woman in the article it's like she owns three businesses yeah, yeah so <laughs> the, the the main the lead speaker who led the march and then also spoke at the end was actually she had a kiosk to sell essential oils <laughs> at, the so protest. Cool. at the protest what a oh queen yes yeah, so they also they also that bag. I'm sorry to derail, but just to clarify to everyone, they also had signs that said um, an- not anti-mask, pro-choice. Yeah. While amazing. the lady was screaming about how masks are communist and are going to kill us all. They yeah. were holding signs that were like, we're not against masks. And she's like, masks are a sign of Islam taking over our homes. <laughs> yeah, I'm really wondering how the various people there like agreed with one another or not. Because there was a wide level of like commitment to the anti-mask movement at this mm-hmm. thing. But yeah. um, at, around the same time in Toronto, uh, so we know... Randy, our boy, um, was... Assistant trailer park supervisor. Yes, was uh, setting up a protest in Toronto, which he was then uh, charged with a crime for. Uh, he's set to appear in court in January, and the minimum penalty is $10,000. The maximum is $100,000 and a year in prison. So, which is pretty sick, pretty hardcore. That makes him. That makes him does that make him a political prisoner then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's going to be like Nelson Mandela for yeah, chuds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at the same time, he was doing that. A bunch of his constituents were protesting outside of his office about his handling of the pandemic. Classic, so going well for him. Yeah, it's because he keeps going to other cities and being like, I can't believe lockdowns are happening. (laughs) And it's like, why don't you do your job? I actually ran into Randy Hillier today when I went to Lowe's and he's fucking walking around and he had no mask on and he looked like a fucking dumbass and none of the people working there wanted to even talk to him and he kept being like, Oh, excuse me. And everyone was like a hundred feet away. Oh my God. So sir, can you sign this, sir? Yeah. (laughs) Can you sign my mask? Sign my mask, please. (laughs) Now, Randy famously is an independent politician and you haven't really seen much in the way of official party support for these anti-mask demonstrations. Certainly not the liberals, definitely not the NDP. And even most of the conservatives know it's probably not wise to come out in support of this unless you want to nuke your electoral chances. However, There is one party, one party that is firmly pro-liberty, pro-choice about masks, not the other kind, just to clarify. (laughs) One party standing firm and defending the liberty and Republican values of all Canadians. And it's not the people's party Not the people's party, although I will touch on Maxime Bernier in a little bit. No, we're talking about the newly formed Canadian Republican Party. Party or the Republican yes. Party of Canada as they've rebranded the the Canadian Republic, right? 
the, the Republic R- of Canada. P C. <laughs> now, before we talk about who's leading it, I'd like to give a bit of history on the Republican Party of Canada. It was originally started in 2018, and bear in mind, when I say this is a political party, it's important to note they've never actually been officially registered as a party. Yeah. Oh, so it's a this Facebook page. This is just page. a dude's Facebook page. Not yeah. even, well, it's a website. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Bell, I do have to uh, correct you here. There was an officially recognized Republican Party of Canada founded in Quebec 1971. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the yeah. one from the 70s. <laughs> yeah. This is the nice. new one. The, the hot shit. It was originally started in 2018 and called the Progressive Party. Ooh. What were some of their policies? These are some of the most interesting policy <laughs> ideas in one collection I have ever seen. Let's start with uh, some more traditional stuff. Remember, this is the Progressive Party. Increase funding for CSIS, the Canadian Intelligence Agency. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay, cool. Listen Strike to our one. RCMP episode if you want to understand why that's a nightmare. They are pro. They were pro union. They believe in expanding workers and union rights. Cool. All right. Yeah. Like, all, all right. right. That's sick. They believe in universal pet vaccinations. <laughs> sure. Cool. Not, not my what highest priority, but I like it. I like we it. We don't even yeah. really have like an overpopulation of pets problem at all. It just wants vaccinations for all of them. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, free Wi-Fi for every Canadian. Sure. Yeah. Down, that, he that probably gets that's along a good well with that uh, like Ukrainian politician we covered in the Conservative <laughs> yeah. Party episode. You know what? I I'd vote on this platform. Uh, okay, how's this one though? Twenty four seven armed security at all ATMs. What the Why? hell? What? So you can't get mugged. He <laughs> read about one crime at an ATM. I, I'm not even okay. kidding. It's, uh, <laughs> that was like one of their keystone policies. Twenty four seven armed security at all ATMs. This you is know, that's job creation. He was like, imagine if he saw an article on the knockout game. He's like, oh my God, I need to surround senior citizens with armed gods at all times. It's not going to happen here. Yeah, no, we, we have to buy each. Uh, once you hit like 70, you get your own personal helmet to protect you from teens. My fellow Canadians, I saw something called the Momo Challenge. It was this big uh, egg woman. My uh, my plan is to uh, create a task force for us to eliminate her and protect your children. Oh my god! There's something called a slender man. Not in this house. That's that's literally yeah. This person just read a, a headline article and was like, he was just like looking at the urban legends Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> enough is enough. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, it's important to note that the party pivoted very hard, making a rightward shift and rebranding as the Republican Party of Canada. Essentially, it was their plan to piggyback off the GOP and try to ride the resurgent right-wing wave, which in 2019 is a strange time to do it. 2016 would have probably been ideal, but hey, it seemed to work out for them. 2020, however, has been the boon year for the Republican Party of Canada because they've hopped onto the anti-mask train. They're also incredibly pro-Trump. Uh, we're going to touch on that a little bit more oh later my God, on. Some of the photos. Uh, yeah, they have called for tighter immigration policies, deregulation just across the board. And bear in mind, this is interpretation of what Dean can confirm are yeah. incredibly so, vague policy. So I'm, on, I'm on this website laying out some of their ideas, and it's under our promises. <laughs> it's this beautiful. Like, it's like well designed, like little graphics. It's like, oh, foreign policy. Uh, we want to make sure the, that, like, we make deals with trading partners, or like, it'll say immigration. We need to uh, protect Canada's homeland by enforcing immigration law. And like, they're, they're all the, <laughs> yeah, just like dumbass. As if shit. we don't already have one of the most restrictive immigration yeah, policies literally. in the yeah. world. So there are all these little graphics, and you can hover over them, and they, they highlight as if it's a button. 
and like you can click for more information because there's only one sentence on, <laughs> yeah. on each. It'll be like the economy, create new jobs, and then you try to click it. There's no other information <laughs> at all. That's all they have. Oh, create new jobs and pay for working Canadians. Do they also state any elections that they're running in at any level? So they also believe in increasing police funding, increasing military funding, uh, no carbon tax, expanding education opportunities, which means private education. Yeah, that's, more. that's the, and giving <laughs> more parents that. choices. That's yeah. right. More on that in a little bit, believe this is me. So progressive. Wow. And so far, the Republican Party, at least the new iteration, has only had one leader a man by the name of Rob Carbone. I need to know are they still pro vet? Uh, yeah. Not yeah, Dean, is that on the website? Uh, no, it says here they're anti-vets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, how come there's a coalition? They hate our troops. <laughs> yeah, up. yeah, that's what it is. Uh, so, folks, this is where the episode... Is it not pronounced Carbone? Rob Carbone. I actually have never heard him speak, so I don't know how yeah. he pronounces I'm, his I'm name. I'm pretty sure uh, his is misspelled. His name is Rob Cubone. <laughs> Rob uh, Carbone. <laughs> he actually wears his mother's skull around, too. It's kind of <laughs> fucked up. That would not be far from <laughs> believable. Yeah, individual. Folks, everyone listening, I cannot tell you how much joy this man has brought me in the short period of time I've gotten to know him. <laughs> Full disclosure, I actually originally saw him back in like 2019 because he shared a picture where it's like liberals, picture of Justin Trudeau, conservatives, picture of Andrew Scheer, Republican, picture of Rob Carbone, <laughs> who looks like David Schwimmer had a love child with a used car salesman. Yeah, it's oh, so no. cool. It is one of the most... Hilarious Every pictures. single photo that he's posted to social media is him badly <laughs> photoshopped onto some esoteric <laughs> background. It looks like it's a it's like a cover, like some sort of like slapdash, like jazz fusion album cover. It's fucking ridiculous. It's interesting you mentioned album cover. I want you to keep that in mind. Okay. Let's talk a bit about the man himself. Bear in mind, this information, as I'm sure you can attest to, is very difficult to find. There's not a There's lot not on a lot. Rob He's an Carbone. enigma. That being said, I think I have unearthed everything there is to know on okay. this man. So I actually have an idea of when he was born, which you can't find. Uh, let's see. I just have to do some quick math here. Quick math. He was born in 1968. He is a Toronto entrepreneur, and that's in heavy scare quotes. Uh -huh. uh, if you look into his work experience, you'll find almost nothing. However, he claims his most recent job is that he was a CEO of a company called London Burke, which is a ostensibly security and uh, trading and investment firm. That is touting itself as being for billionaires only. Oh, cool. That's what it says on the website. Exclusive. It also said Rob stepped down for political reasons. Now, <laughs> I tried to do some research on London Burke, and I was stonewalled. In fact, the website only really links to Rob's personal website, where Dean got many of those <laughs> wonderful policy details. However, I was able to find the address listed for the business. Mm -hmm. 25 Bedford Road in Toronto. I did a bit of looking and a bit of street view and a bit of research. 25 Bedford Road uh, is located directly behind a parking lot of a Planned Parenthood. It is an apartment building. Oh. So this man just creates like business fronts to launder money through. This is his house. No, he is just listing his house. No, he's just lying but about I'm saying, having a job. Yeah. No, this is. So, but this Burke company, he obviously made it up. It does not exist. Yeah. 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 He also, uh, according There's to his website, I don't books. know if you found anything on this. 
uh, spent 10 years in California yes. working. He doesn't specify what he was doing in California. Uh, Dean, he was working. Yeah, uh, right. no, that it sounds... says it on the website. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to mention, so this fake business, which is in the parking lot of a Planned Parenthood based out of his apartment, uh, on its website, the logo for London Burke is two griffins next to a shield. And the shield says three simple words, integrity, truth, honor. Hustle, loyalty, respect. <laughs> also, honor spelt incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just a nice little piece of icing on the cake. Uh, he claims that it's only for like investments of like $100 million or more, which is one of the greatest dumb guy things I've ever seen. By investment, he means give it to me. Yes. Uh, it lists no active clients, no historic clients. And if you Google London Burke, all it does is link to that page, his own personal website. And if you look for Rob Carbone, Sends you to a Globe and Mail article about the Carbone brothers, who were two Sicilian mafia guys who ran a casino in the Dominican Republic that uh, involved a Canadian philanthropist that scammed him out of $100 million. Now, I cannot definitively link this Carbone to those Carbones, but I will say, when you Google Rob Carbone, this article frequently pops up. That could just be the algorithm, but I literally don't know because you don't have any information about his family. What I do have information on, however is a bit about his early life. Did you know that Rob Carbone is a featured blogger on Michael Bolton's official website? What? <laughs> Who's Michael Bolton? Jack Sparrow? Uh, so Michael Bolton was an 80s and 90s like love ballad crooner. Famously, for people our age, he was in a Lonely Island video, yeah, Jack yeah. Sparrow. He's the guy who sings the hook for that. Anyways, Megan is 13 familiar. years old. Oh, come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> But Michael Bolton was a big deal. Talk to your parents. They I was would just 100% sorry. When I was him. on the internet, I was playing Webkins and watching Jenna Marbles, and that was about it. So. <laughs> Writing fanfic. Uh, <laughs> so on the Michael Bolton website, there are no posts by Rob Carbone, but there are several pictures of the big man himself yeah. posing with Michael Bolton, including at a restaurant in Toronto. And the, the caption is, is simply... poorly photoshopped? No, it's, it's legit. <laughs> and the caption simply says, Rob and Michael. I don't want to interrupt you. No, please. Is it not pronounced Carbone? Carbone? So the Carbone. guy, so in exactly. the, in the rally, in the rally, and this was pronounced by another Italian man, it said Rob Carbone. Okay. All so right. that's the pronunciation. I just don't want to get with. heat. We'll no, no, I, I thought so too. Yeah. Until I'm going to get hit by a big wooden spoon or something. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, this guy's no-no is going to be uh, furious with you. <laughs> Uh, this is probably my favorite article I've ever discovered about anybody. Uh, so I can tell you in terms of work experience, at one point, Rob Carbone, and this was when he was in his 20s, worked as a milk distributor in the city of oh, Toronto. I don't like that at all. No, he just worked as a milk distributor, bro. Nothing suspicious. Uh, he was also married at the age of 23 to a woman named Diana Pesachinskaya. Wait, oh, if nice. he was I'm born sorry, in the why late he... 60s, why was he like a milkman in the 80s? No, this is 1991. That seems way too late to have milk. Why is he allowed right? to distribute his milk around town? But when I do it, it's a problem. Yeah. Well, they put me in jail. At like, twenty-three, I have, I have seventy-two illegitimate children. He decided to save his milk for one special lady. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to call her Diana because I cannot pronounce her last name again. Yeah, she Italian was hodgepodge. A stripper who had recently immigrated from the USSR. Remember, this is 1991. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool ass person. The Soviet Union is falling apart. Yeah. Uh, they met. At a gentleman's club where Diana came and danced on Rob's table at his request. A few weeks later, they were married. He was 23. She was 18. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Robbie. The two were wed in an afternoon ceremony on April 4th, 1990. 
The two split the evening of April 4th, 1990. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> At this point, Diana, Diana told Rob that she, quote, didn't want to live with me anymore and that she was moving out. I felt like my heart dropped out of the bottom of my stomach. <laughs> I, so, like, I like hearing about these, like, yeah. scumbags and their fucking relationships. Immediately getting duped by <laughs> a stripper. So doesn't cool. this start to make sense now? Don't you start yeah. to understand why Rob is the way he is? Because he got 90-day fiancé by a stripper who had immigrated from the Soviet Union when he was 23 years old. You know how I, what I had to do to find this article? <laughs> this was published in the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> Jesus. I, this was from 1991. Wait, what, what was Why this? Why were they reporting on him? Because it was a story about other morons that got 90-day fiancéed by Russian strippers. <laughs> oh, oh, he was gone. one of 40 men. <laughs> In the <laughs> spring to summer of 1990, that got married to these women. Oh, God, that snaps, was a great man. summer, though. That's crazy. All the so, fun we had. <laughs> this is incredible stuff. This information is something he would obviously never publicize, but at 23, Rob Carbone was scammed and duped by an 18 year old stripper <laughs> who's barely I'm spoke looking, English. I'm looking at these, again, poorly photoshopped photos of him, and I'm seeing the pain of a man whose heart was broken by, again, a Russian teenager. You can see it You can see it in his eyes in the one where he photoshopped himself next to Donald Trump. And now, full disclosure, uh, I didn't know this when I messaged him a week back asking his official political page if he would fuck my wife. Right. To which they responded with the standard, you know, PR stuff of, oh, contact information. And then I responded with, is that a yes? He saw my message and left me on red. <laughs> if I had known at the time that he was still heartbroken over being dumped by an 18-year-old stripper. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's a trigger word. <laughs> Just be like, she is not an ex-Soviet. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> and in my research for Carbone, it listed that he spent many years just trying to cultivate himself into a public figure. The difficulty being he has no talent, no marketable skills, and no work experience outside of uh, distributing his milk and being married in a sham wedding to an 18-year-old. Can't relate. But it seems like he's finally found a way to get himself into the spotlight by starting the Republican Party of Canada. In fact, on his website, they list merchandise. Yeah, they do. There's they, a lot of merch. There's a lot like, of merchandise. I like the Make Lefties Cry baseball hat. That is that is one of the funniest, as well as the funny shirt, which is just a shirt that is being worn by a woman and a baby that says, I cry less than a liberal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. Wait a minute. <laughs> the the mostly... baby, okay. But they're just, in, like, that's pretty sexist, guys. Well, I I didn't make the merch. You know, take it up with uh, yeah. Email uh, Carbone. Yeah, yeah email Rob. Uh, Carbone. I am pissed. So these were all I I had these up on my Deviant Art for th- years. Do you think we could just steal this merchandise and sell it as our own? You know, there's no okay. way they trademarked it. You could definitely just print it on a shirt. <laughs> Honestly, sure we you would have just no buy it from him and then sell it at an optic. I like that. You yeah, we should. That. Yeah. Just start it's late, late yeah, capitalism that, show. You know, make Griff recognized Griff, baby. Billionaires okay. only. We are the only billionaire podcast. You can also podcast. get uh, yeah. gym wear and sports bras that say Vogue Carbone on it. How funny would it be <laughs> so if we cool. actually bought a bunch of like Wexit and this guy's merch and then just like put our own logo like 
like sort of over top of it, so it's like semi covering. I think so this that's is what I'm getting look. all of you for Christmas. So the yeah. thing with the Republican Party of Canada's logo for those listening, it's literally just the map of Canada with <laughs> a circle around it and then two maple leaves. That's not copyright. <laughs> no. There's no copyright on that. Hey, I'm gonna Canva. try and uh, copyright the outline of the country. You know what? It might be our new logo. We could just take this and say the podcast party of Canada. Just form the Republican Party of Canada with the same logo and merch and, and see actually if they do get anything. verified. You know what? <laughs> I again, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, please. I have to talk about while I'm on this site. He has a a tab. Uh, about the coalition to yes, support okay. him. I was literally about to get to this. So something we had talked about as well is that he's trying to piggyback off the MAGA crowd. Chance and Dean have both alluded to the Photoshop pictures of him next to Donald Trump. That's great. I love it. Which, it's so transparent. And that's going to make sense more towards the end well, of this. it's actually not super transparent. That's why it doesn't look very good in the photos. <laughs> you didn't really get the background out fully. And I'm so glad Ayo. Dean mentioned this because I wanted to talk about the coalitions. Because he's trying to, just to bear in mind, make his party look like is an official political entity also remember that they still haven't registered as an official entity but he lists coalitions on his website dean let's go back and forth with some of these yes yeah. okay so i have fathers for carbone the the logo is a mustache yes. it's fathers for carbone with a mustache and then the most aryan looking family of all time yeah. all in white t-shirts just like snuggling are these up supposed to be like personalized signs you can buy I, about again, him like what are it they is not these, these are logos for coalitions that support him <laughs> do not exist they do not exist these he are just logos, logos. You were to there's click no on link these? there's nothing he's, he's made essentially yard signs that you would have to screen cap his website <laughs> and print it yourself <laughs> and provide the sticks yeah, yeah. provide the sticks oh it's a DIY there's also mothers for carbone workers for carbone families for carbone cops for carbone vets for carbone military for Carbone, which makes me think the cost for Carbone. Also, the logo is a thin blue line through yes. the Canadian flag, which, is, which is the funniest flag of all time. Wait, but as a certified vexillologist, <laughs> I can say that this is the number one best flag. What's the difference between vets for Carbone and military for Carbone? Because I think vets is a throwback to his universal vaccination policy. <laughs> that's awesome. This There's, one just says immigration yeah, for immigration for Carbone. What does that mean? Pro life for Carbone. Immigration for Carbone is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Everyone's coming here to go see him. <laughs> but it's, like, it's not even immigrants. Like, Trump has immigrants no. for Trump. Yeah. Rob Carbone has immigration. immigration. I have the co- yeah, we've got the concept of life for Carbone, the concept of love for Carbone. <laughs> the concept of time for Carbone. The That's terrifying right. ordeal of being known for Carbone. <laughs> so, now that we've covered Rob and his Republican Party Actually, one other important thing. So if you were to go to the Republican Party Twitter, you'd notice that they have a following of 50,000 people. You're thinking, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. But. Here's, not even. Really? Not even. Here's where it comes from. The Republican Party of Canada actually bought a Twitter account. Specifically a Twitter account that belonged to the Sudbury Weed Collective, which had at the time 50,000 <laughs> oh, no. followers. Hey. Wait, what? Yeah. So, and then they just changed He's the radicalizing name. all these The stoners. Republican Party of Canada literally just took the, like, the Sudbury Weed Collective's Twitter account, yeah. and that is their Twitter account. So they deleted all their original tweets, and now it's just pure Rob, did, baby. Did... Did, have people commented on this? It doesn't I mean, seem. I guess maybe people don't notice. I don't think they've noticed because the remember, people that interact with them are like Twitter psychopaths. Yeah, I remember back in the day. So people are now just following that account without realizing it. That's right. I remember back in the day, Facebook uh, used to be able to do that. And then people would be like, what the fuck is this? Why is this in my feed? And get all pissed off and stuff like that. I wish that was the same now, but I guess not. People are just... 
And that's the thing. Like, just I, another account they follow. Very famously, there was an account on uh, Twitter that had become a hentai account where it would just like tweet about hentai, like as yeah. a bot account. And previously, it was like a news affiliated like broadcast <laughs> account. And then it got like bought and switched over. And it's the same thing. But Rob Carbone just bought a Twitter account. Actually, I don't think he bought. We're going to talk about who I think actually bought it. And Trudeau. he just has 50,000 supporters. We should do that with the pod. <laughs> That's, That's a right. great we're, move. We're going to buy... Uh, CBC. The, the, <laughs> as we've now acknowledged, the RPC doesn't really have much in the way of actual supporters, but they do have one very important supporter. A man by the name of Chris Sakacha, or as he prefers to be known, Chris Sky. Chris Sky. Ooh, that's cool. Like Chris Angel. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Chris Sky, also a Toronto born, uh, this time 1983, so he's 15 years younger than our pal Rob, and he's the son of, surprise, surprise, a wealthy real estate developer. Also, we got to say, Michael Bolton. Uh, Chris Sky, dime piece. Yeah. Chris Sky looks- Like hot? He does a lot of steroids. What's like, very the, Sorry, what's his actual last name? Uh, Sakacha. S-A-C-C-O-I. But if you look up Chris Sky, you can yeah. see him. Chris Sky yeah. will do it. Yeah. This is a man God, who looks, looks like a Jersey Shore like runoff. He looks like every yeah. Jersey Shore cast member like on testosterone. So he is the heir to the Sky Homes Empire, which is a housing uh, like real estate firm in Brampton. Incredibly wealthy. Uh, his father is no longer running the business. It's been bought out, but he's still you know eligible to the profits. And in fact, that is where he makes all of his money. So Chris has become the main financial backer for the RPC. Uh, I just have a few choice quotes from various articles I've sourced. So Chris has made his main kind of political target to be anti-mask. He is a proponent of anti-mask, no more lockdowns. He's like a jacked Randy Hillier. Chris, who, for the record, is a childless 37-year-old man, founded a group called Mothers Against Social Distancing. <laughs> no, no, Mothers Against Dis- Distancing. They're, they're called MAD. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's Mothers Against Social yeah. Distancing, but he, 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 he calls it MAD. MAD, Mothers Against yeah, Distancing. Yeah, because he wants to, uh, you know, <laughs> Get in on yeah, the steal drunk driving Drunk driving grip. <laughs> yeah. So Chris has been frequently spotted at anti-mask rallies, both nationally and, uh, importantly, internationally. Uh, he's known for wearing muscle shirts and showing off his big uh, testosterone and anabolic pecs. That say MAD on them. So he very recently spoke in Ireland and then a week later spoke at a rally in Toronto. Yeah. And he oh, bragged like, about it, Literally, too. how do people do that? Well, like, I thought you weren't allowed to get on the plane. And here's the thing. He probably would have gotten away with it if he hadn't have tweeted that he was in Ireland and then a week later was like, at the rally today in Toronto. <laughs> so he and his wife, Jessica, uh, have She gotten, also looks fucked up. Yeah, they are the most they, they look Guido Prince insane. and Princess. Yeah. Every king needs his queen. You know? <laughs> she was crazier than him. Uh, so they've been charged with violating the Quarantine Act. Uh, they've been fined. You know, bad start. Bear in mind, this is an incredibly wealthy man, so he's not exactly going to suffer with these fines. Chris, in his long-running campaign and crusade against masks and social distancing, has also promised to establish a chain of private mask-free schools. Yeah, this is so interesting. Uh, His basic idea, he has tuition at $250 for the year, (laughs) then $200 per kid per Per month. child, yep. And how how these uh, private schools are going to be run by volunteer teachers yes. with no personal accreditations, uh, but with experience in education. And what does that mean? It's important to note that Nothing, most mostly. of this has been yeah. marketed on Facebook. And in another disclaimer he issued, he said that, oh, some of these people actually have no teaching experience whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so. But like he's, literally, like he's also asked parents if they would consider teaching these children. Yeah. 
why are, is anyone giving you money for this? Well, to be fair, he's only raised about $1,000 on GoFundMe. And yeah. actually, uh, $1,000 of that was a donation from Chris Sakacha. <laughs> Wait, the, this he has was... 85,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah. No, he's like a big deal. On Instagram, but he only has 2,000 followers on Twitter. On Twitter. I also, he definitely uh, has bought a lot of those followers. Oh, like many of those are bought. probably another weed account. So... <laughs> He's also said that these schools could be run in non-traditional locations, such as barns, garages, gyms, quote, wherever. Wait, cool. what so the this hell? Is his uh, he You're said, paying him to you know, He's bringing a bunch of kids together in a garage with no masks and having one of their parents yep. volunteer now, to teach them the entire the car school on. curriculum. <laughs> so they said it would be any, like these, so the schools are essentially considered as pods, and these pods could have anywhere between five to 50 kids. <laughs> hey, that's safe. That's you know, big. Imagine 50 kids crammed in some guy's garage. Workout work equipment. I can imagine Yeah, that. we got that this guy. That seems like uh, something that these people are really interested John, in doing. John Wayne Gacy said he's got plenty of space in his uh, crawl space for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this seems good. He's, he's a clown. You always got experience working with okay. kids. Uh, we, we must say uh, also, the, the name of this uh, company that Mr. Sky has founded it's called Private On Demand Education. P O D E. Now so think very carefully. <laughs> I don't I don't want to make any assumptions <laughs> or any allegations. So close. That's so close. really close. <laughs> it's really close. No. Private education doing often, baby. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> P E D <laughs> Hey no. <laughs> so that's bad enough. It's also important to note that Chris isn't just into education. He isn't just into, I, I assume, either motivational or just political I speaking. think I have an idea of what he's into. But Chris is also really into the rave scene. Oh. In fact, he first gained prominence back in the summer for holding what are known as, quote, anti-mask raves. Nice. So these raves happened fairly frequently, were always shut down, but there was one rave in particular where two guests got into an altercation, they were kicked out, and a short time later, they both returned with chainsaws, terrorizing the crowd. When was this? <laughs> what? This was in the summer. In this Toronto? Summer? Yeah. No way was there a rave this summer. Yes, there were multiple. He would hold these weekly raves. I can send you the articles about them. He had a oh chainsaw, right? I'm looking at this right now. What the what hell? What the fuck? It was this summer for real? Yeah. Yes. I did this research last week. <laughs> That's fucked. So because of his various uh, shenanigans, he's received numerous fines, as we've mentioned, and uh, he faces potential jail time if he keeps it up. That being said, Chris has stated that he, quote, fully supports the police, who he is quote, certain were carrying out an order contrary to their beliefs, which I actually think he's right about. Yeah. <laughs> they certainly were doing something they don't actually get. Gotta about. respect those cops. Gotta uh, get that in there. And remember, Kingston, many of their cops uh, don't wear masks. Quick tangent for you. This is a post I saw on social media and an example of what I call terminal cop brain, where somebody I went to high school with commented on an article about cops not wearing masks, and he says, well, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've caught flack for not wearing my mask at traffic stops, but I, I don't have it on because I have to be able to smell if people have uh, smoked weed or, or drank. Um, sir, oh, yeah. uh, I'm required tactically uh, to to uh, use all of my senses to ascertain whether or not uh, substances uh, are uh, procured within the vehicle. 
excuse me, sir. I, as you know, as a, an officer of the police, as a member of the Thin Blue Line, sometimes I am required to do an assessment to determine if you have consumed any illegal substances. Normally that involves smell, yes, but also an easy way to identify if alcohol has been consumed is to taste it. So I am requesting tactically that for the sake of kinesthetic purposes, you allow me to put my tongue down your throat. <laughs> so Chris Sky has a GoFundMe, right? Is this for the pedo? Or sorry, uh, <laughs> no, code? This, no, this isn't for pedo. This okay. Is, this is for back to work. Okay. Oh, gotcha. yeah, so please go off on so this So this is this thing where, you know, he's like, we need to get back to work, and for some reason, I need $500,000. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he, his post on Twitter is like, uh, we need to get back to work. Give me $500,000, and I'll make sure you can work again. <laughs> yeah, just, any game plan I or? also love in all these posts he, he'll post a poster with like the, the supporting organizations at the bottom and like all four of them are just ones he has made and yeah. like put the <laughs> logos in a little yeah. row okay you want me to read what he wrote it's yes, really please. quick yeah. small businesses represent 70% of Canada's jobs lockdown is causing many small businesses to choose between going bankrupt or defying government emergency orders we understand some businesses are in the position they need to open we believe the violation of human rights and threat of severe punishment for merely trying to make a living is against everything Canada stands for. Our goal is to provide legal funding aid to any business in our network that requires it. In our network, not just any business. Like yeah. they're not looking to like better yeah. the people. It's, it's just like for the buddies. barbecue guy. Um, yeah, it's the barbecue so, guy. Yeah, yeah. It's the essential oils ladies. Supporting yeah. small businesses means protecting families, preserving our economy, and securing our future moving forward. Please donate now. Now the thing is is that it, it sounds like you were saying he has how many followers on Instagram? 85,000. So that sounds insane, right? <laughs> and then you go on his Twitter and you're like, oh, well, there's only 2,000 people here. It can't be that bad. And then you go on his GoFundMe. Uh, it's only been shared 180 times in total. There's only been 96 donors. Five of those donors of the 96 were Chris uh, Sky himself. Chris Sky, baby. <laughs> and, and it adds up to $5,000 spread out over the course of two months. And then also $500 of that came from Adam Skelly, yep. the guy who got arrested and was told like, oh, you're losing money for your family business. And he was like trying to scare people into like how his family is struggling, but he has $500 to just throw at this thing. Donate to an absolute idiot. Of the, <laughs> the $500,000 goal that he posted, it actually says on here that it is a $25,000 target and that they're only at $11,000. But keep in mind that 5000 of those dollars came from, <laughs> from him. him. <laughs> so he's invested almost 50%. He's invested 50%. He's, at, he's committed, though. He's I at $11,000 of $500,000. And this one, this isn't new. This isn't no. like yesterday this came up and, oh, my God, this is picking up. This was created May 29th. Yeah. I, I feel like the reason he has so many Insta followers is because he's like a funny Instagram celebrity that people like. He's the and, Italian band And there's Blizzard. definitely people that agree with him. And got to say, this is the most fun friend group ever that these people have created. But I feel like a lot of people, hopefully, are just laughing at him. And that's maybe no. why he has so many followers. <laughs> yeah. like Because the, 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 they're obviously not donating. The like. thing with Instagram, too, is that um, like hate following on Instagram is a lot more it's easier on your brain than hate following on twitter true like hate following on twitter means like someone's going to be posting like 24 times, times a day, day and you're and you're sitting yeah. there and your brain is Near rotting and levels yeah. not good for you yeah yeah and yeah and it's bad for your mental health whereas like instagram you see a funny f post and you're like this guy's dumb and then you move on <laughs> yeah so let's talk about some of the things that have gotten chris into that spotlight so one of the things he did 
all throughout the pandemic is distribute, quote, bogus exemption cards. So you remember some people are exempt from wearing masks. Oh, if they for are, medical reasons. That's yeah. right. They have yeah, respiratory he wears, um, issues. He wears hugs over masks shirt a lot, yes. which is like the Bevel started organization that essentially also gives out those fake cards. But so Chance of course. has now noted the connection between Adam Skelly and... Chris Skye. We have noted the connection between the Republican Party of Canada and Adam Skelly. And now here's the connection between Chris Skye and the Republican Party. And Pepe Party Silva. Okay. <laughs> and Hugo Sorry, I, I, got, I got ahead of myself. So when asked about uh, his affiliation with the Republican Party of Canada, Chris said that no one could fully run an independent party as it's too expensive. But just imagine if somebody did have the money. Just imagine. And then they asked him, are you funding the party? He says, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Come on, Cubone. <laughs> incredible. Uh, he does, however, support the party on his Twitter account. He's frequently speaking in praise. In fact, at the anti-mask rally that Rob Carbone hilariously posted a video from, we'll retweet it on the Twitter account, uh, set to Eye of the Tiger. It's just a bunch of people standing around <laughs> in which uh, Chris Skye says that Donald Trump is going to win re-election and then endorse Rob Carbone. Lol. Cool. <laughs> Literally neither of which. Could you, ima- could you imagine Donald Trump endorsing Rob Carbone? That would, that would make my life. <laughs> Folks, I remember his work on Friends and in Band of Brothers. <laughs> he did excellent work in California, folks. <laughs> he distributed so much milk. <laughs> so Chris is very clearly the main bankroller for the Republican Party of Canada. And when people write about his connections to the Republican Party or anything negative about him, Chris is prone to, let's say, utilizing the QAnon playbook. Quote, after questions were sent out to Chris and he made several statements on social media, he then made posts implying that I was a pedophile and that George Soros ordered me to write this piece personally. Oh my God. So that's how he uh, tries to deflect any kind of blame. (laughs) So now that we've covered... Three individuals, Adam Skelly, Rob Carbone, and of course, Chris Skye. Our three musketeers. It is time for a brand new segment on the show. Ooh. Ladies, gentlemen, everything above, beyond, and in between. It's time for the first round of Who's Grifting Who? <laughs> I thought Hey-o. it was going to be Fuck, Mary Kill, and I was really excited. We have our th- <laughs> Bring back the classic three contestants first. The proprietor of Adamson's Barbecue, Adam Skelly, Dean Who's grifting who? Is he grifting Rob? Is he grifting Chris? Or is he grifting someone else? Or, bonus, is he being grifted? Oh, this is, this is so tough. Uh, I think the true answer is that each of them thinks they're grifting the other. That's correct. <laughs> Damn it, you broke the segment. I'm sorry. I was excited. My turn was coming I up. I am so we'll, sorry, We'll go friends. into the specifics about it, but Megan, please. I have generally heard the word grifting. Can I get... An explanation for a baby. It's anytime it's, someone does something you don't like. No, it, it's like it's a like real con- explanation. It's like no. conning. It's like he's like a con man essentially. So, so grifting is okay. essentially taking like uh, what they do is it's like political antagonizing in bad faith in order to make a income off. A is, it, is it like pretending to care about something? It doesn't matter to if it's money? basically the, like scamming uh, people out of their money. Yeah, a it doesn't matter. Can be a number. Of it can be political. It could be just snake oil. It doesn't matter if it's uh, something that they truly believe in or not. It's the fact of the matter is what they're doing is in bad faith. So the purpose they, of it in general is to make money. Yeah, it's like, even okay. if they they're believe aware. in it, yeah. Yeah. without delivering any actual like, outcome or product. They are aware of what they're doing. Those GoFundMe's 
Chris is floating that to try and make it look like, oh, there's a legitimate groundswell. I should and he might even believe that there is. Like, yeah. to some degree, he might be like, yo, yeah, we need to anti-mask and rise up. But at the same time, in the end, he's like, I could make some money off of this. I might as well. I'm putting a lot of work in. It's essentially taking something and then commodifying it. And so let's, let's yeah. cover, uh, again, specifically, never actually delivering, delivering on the prompt. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. cover some of the You're not a grifter days. if you're selling lemonade. So Adam <laughs> Skelly, I think Dean has essentially astutely noted that, yes, they're all trying to get one over. Each on each one other. of them thinks that they're the smartest man in the room. But let's, let's actually rank them, because yeah. I actually think Adam Skelly is the smartest of the three. Yeah, well, he's the one who has a business. Yeah, and he has an income. He actually has a like ver like a straightforward path to his grift, and I think he steered into it specifically to acknowledge that. Like mm-hmm. he started his Twitter in the midst of all this chaos occurring, just so he could signal boost, you know, his GoFundMe, and yeah, all this stuff. And it's great because I'm sure he's then making money off Chris Focaccia. And once he gets in with the Republican Party, he can try and double dip. So I actually think Adam Skelly is by far the smartest of the three. Chance, Rob Carbone, what, what do you think? Is he grifting or is he getting grifted? Oh, jeez. I, I think uh, Rob Car- Carbone is really bad at grifting to the mm. point where he's getting grifted. I think I think, I think Rob Carbone um, is genuinely trying with his merchandise sales. Yes. Because it, it reminds me of Randy Hillier's- <laughs> The uh, shittiest fucking merchandise Donate for, for yard signs, right? Yes. Like, you don't get yard signs for free. You have to donate. Um, now it's not explicit how much or whatever. You might even get away with a little, but you're still making an income on it because that stuff isn't expensive to produce. So I think I think what he's doing is similar with his merchandise, except the problem is is that he's not good at <laughs> yeah. uh, actually creating merchandise that people would even want he, to he recognize seems to, me, to wear. He's like the husband from Fargo. Like he he has like this Which awful season? plan. What like Walter? no the movie? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like the husband for Fargo that he has this awful plan, uh, and he's he has no capability to see it through. Yeah, uh, and now he's way in over his head. Well, that's what it is, right? Like it, like you you grift and you want people to show up in your merchandise because uh, you can sell more merchandise. And if you're a political affiliate, then you can sell a lot of merchandise. The problem is, is that you also have to follow through with the fact that you're a political affiliate. And let's let's talk about his bona fides. So, Rob, as we've acknowledged, uh, the one quote from an article saying he spent his whole life trying to become a public figure, but seemingly failing to do so. Uh, he's associated with the Bolt Man, Michael Bolton. He's yeah. on his website, which is so funny to me and just very strange. I need to understand that. He started a political party, but remember, he never actually registered it. And it seems like for 2018 and 2019... He made a website. Yeah, he made a website. Actually, yeah. he didn't make the website. Chris Sky paid for the website to be made. Because, again, the website oh, actually no. does... Like, the logos are, are co- dumb, but they look... It's a coherently made yeah, website. It's coherent, yeah. And that's actually what Chris Sky talked about. Oh, the importance of having good social media. So... Rob got a website made for him that cost him nothing. He started up a fake business that has made him zero dollars, it seems, in London Burke. Yeah. That is literally run out of an apartment in the parking lot of a Planned Parenthood. Yeah. He has glommed onto Trump and his Twitter account. is It is even funny. It's just him, like, wearing daddy shoes where he just, like, tweets stuff like, the election was rigged, we're going to win, or yeah, the funniest retweeting, one. Retweeting, like, uh, Mitch McConnell and yeah. shit like that. The funniest one was... Uh, a picture somebody made, a really shitty Photoshop of Donald Trump holding up a child with Joe Biden's face on it, like kicking him in the butt. And it says, get the fuck out of here, Joe. And then Rob just adds, chimes in and says, I will do this for Trudeau. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which is one of the funniest yeah. things I've so, ever seen. So, so I think... Uh, well, what would you do if this was in Canada? You said, so you said this happened in 2018, right? Yeah, that's when the original party... So that means he 
Okay, so this is my theory on uh, Rob Carbone's psychology. Oh, please. Um, he sees what's going on in the U.S. He sees all the MAGA hats. Obviously, there's a ton of money in MAGA hats. What if I made make lefties cry hats we just <laughs> and, and fountain pens and mugs? Because that, like, that's already... He didn't even cope with his own like slogan either. But there's <laughs> a reason. But, but this he's is, the knockoff brand. Wait, like on, like yeah, the oh, Canadians yeah. who like you know, our chuds love Donald Trump. They don't even know who fucking Cubone is. Yeah, I don't even know so, if he's a knockoff Trump is the thing though. Cause he doesn't, he have, wants to, he be. wants to be, but he doesn't have well, the charisma or he's, like, no, he's trying bonus. to, and also no one money. knows who the fuck he is. Trump was on TV <laughs> yeah. for decades. Rob yeah. Carbone yeah, yeah. tried to, yeah, that's if, true. If it weren't, you know, the bolt man could have gotten him far if he had just yeah. stuck with that. So, so I think, yeah, I think he is trying his damnedest, but he has no idea how to actually market things. And with uh, a dumbass like Chris Scott, I, uh, being the one to tell you how to run things like uh, just so everyone knows the GoFundMes everyone was worried about not only Chris Sky's GoFundMe but also um, Adam Skelly. Skelly his GoFundMe is like stalled yeah it's, like it's it dying. raised a ton of money in the beginning but then you look into the donations because these dumbasses put their name on fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. They're donating money to each other. <laughs> They're like investing in each other because they think if the number's big They're enough. They're it forward. It, it's one of those things where uh, if you see enough people upvote something, like say if something has like 100,000 upvotes and you think it's mildly enjoyable, you're probably going to hit that like yeah. button. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the same thing. You do it with money. You 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 put a little money in the tip jar so other people go, oh, that's the tip jar, and then they add a little more. But they're doing that with each other and then not realizing that they have zero support. Yeah. They're um, trying to manufacture financial consent, yes. essentially. Yeah, yeah. And and so, like, but they're dumbasses, but they're trying to be smart. Yes. Which <laughs> um, is the funniest thing like, a dumb guy can is do. Like They're the, like how, like, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. No, it's okay. It's like at a shitty bar where the only people who drink there are the employees. Yeah. And everyone's just passing the same $20 <laughs> yeah. bill around yeah. the tips. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, and you mark it to see no, how far Just it goes. in that hypothetical situation where yeah. that happened. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't if that ever imagine happened. that could ever happen. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, and then and then Carbone is like the dad that wants to get in on it. I always go back and forth as to who I actually think is dumber, Carbone or Chris Sky. Yeah, I think I'm going to say Carbone is slightly yeah. smarter. Oh, really? Just because Chris Sky, literally, if it weren't for the fact that he was the son of a wealthy real estate mogul, would not be alive. Whereas Rob Carbone, <laughs> I feel like, is able to hustle just enough to survive. Well, he has sort of like. He's like a cross between a cockroach and Mr. Magoo. I don't know whether he's a survivor by nature or he just sort of like Goes ducks right at, to- <laughs> at the time that the axe swings, yeah. you know? Like he doesn't quite understand how he survived. I think in terms of intelligence, Chris is smarter, but I think I would put Rob above him just because Rob seems to do- have that survival instinct. Well, no, if he can survive uh, again, those r- ruthless Russian strippers and, and the milk <laughs> and come out the other end. Yeah. I hear you used to distribute milk. Uh, <laughs> and then of course, cause I think Rob is also grifting a bit off Chris sky because he's gotten this guy to completely fund his fake political party. And then anything he makes from GoFundMe or his merchandise yeah, that's his icing is just on icing the on the cake. And then Chris Sky, Megan, I was going to ask you who's grifting who, but I'm not sure if you still know what grifting is. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> so I've been appreciating tag, listening to your we're guys' tag thoughts. Team this. Uh, we're, I'm just going to say I agree with all of you. All right. Great job. That's all I want, honestly. <laughs> yeah, just for someone. <laughs> That's to why we're here. Yeah, just just a woman to acknowledge. No, me. Megan, you and I are going to we're going to tag team this. So okay. Let Chris's bona fides. Let's go over them. Uh, son of a rich guy, uh, does steroids. Uh, His girlfriend looks like she's made. 
I don't know. You know those like she talked up. Is she like a butter sculpture? Where they um they stick a hand in a bucket and then they pour some material in it and then you get a mold and then you can oh, make yeah, something yeah. Like out myth of the busters. mold. <laughs> she's uh, a MythBusters dummy. <laughs> no, she, they're she, gonna like fire. Like a she just looks dummy. like whatever yeah. the weird rubber is that they make the mold out of is the gist. <laughs> oh, she looks fucked and he looks hot. really fucked. She's made and of they flubber. They make me very uncomfortable <laughs> to look at. Best pussy feel like flubber. <laughs> Violated Quarantine Act many times, multiple fines, uh, GoFundMes that seem only to be <laughs> donated to by him. He's just pouring his own money into a hole. He also makes his own memes. He's a he little does. memester. He is a meme smith. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the Count Dankula or comp- Carpe Donctum for the Canadian scene. <laughs> but Carpe Donctum has like type 2 diabetes, whereas Chris Guy will die from like the Chris Benoit disease. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Chris Guy is trying to grift but is actually being grifted himself. I think he is the one who thinks he's the smartest and that he is like, oh, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking pulling it off. I'm triggering the libs. Like, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so fucking smart. Like, he has a success win mindset, but all he's doing is pouring his money into one of the dumbest men alive, yeah. a dead-end political party, and just paying fines. <laughs> for, no, for me, I think Sky is the winner exclusively because, again... Dime piece. Like, he so is, fucking hot. He is the hottest of the yeah. The loser is his dad, then, if that's all his money. And you know what? It's funny, because they, like, Vice, when writing about him, reached out to Sky Holmes to be like, what affiliation do you guys have with Chris? They're like, oh, he does not work for us. <laughs> and it's like, his father was stop like... stop asking me about my son? Literally, he's like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. What Did do you, you want Did you find her uh, Instagram page? Is that how you were seeing what she looks like? Uh, no, CBC keeps reporting on them because they keep breaking <laughs> many laws. <laughs> so, so uh, they, I think they deleted their joint Instagram page. Yeah, they did. Now he just has a Be- his Because she is a an actual model. I, I, you know, actually, you know what? I, I cracked the code entirely. His page, the reason why it has 85,000 followers, you want to know why? It's because it used to be Meet the Skies, which was her modeling page. Oh. That's kind of it, it, cool. it was her. That's why every yep. single post is tagged with Meet the Skies, like in the Look captions. So in the caption, it always says like, at Meet the Skies. But the thing is, is like that won't change. It doesn't change your captions if you change your name, but it will change your tag. So every single one that's of his girlfriend <laughs> is now a picture of him. And, and the reason for that is Damn, because- he's got nice titties. Yeah, so his girlfriend's page, which was literally just like, yeah, tits and ass in, in a model page, is now just him spouting bullshit. Oh, they so got to go on these, Rebel News God. together. So all of this these people- This will happen to all of the Instagram models. All of these people, all of these people are just like- yanking fucking Instagram pages and being like, I'm really good at social media. Look at all my <laughs> yeah. followers. It's like, yeah. no, it's And all their followers are yanking and something. You know it's it's yeah. kind of brilliant because people that would actually care about that shit to hire you as like an influencer would be like, oh yeah, wow, cool, look at this. Yeah. So the definitive grift rankings. Number one, Adam Skelly. He is grifting and he is not being grifted off of. He is the winner of who's grifting who. In a distant second place, we have Rob Carbonara who is grifting Mostly off of Chris Sky. It's kind of like a tapeworm, you know, <laughs> sucking the blood out of another tapeworm. <laughs> they're kind of in like the, they're just like in a vicious circle. Yeah, of they're one in an Ouroboros of sucking and yeah. fucking. Yeah. And, and that's, you got to respect that. However, Rob has uh, the exaggerated swagger of an Italian teen and <laughs> the, the street tough, yeah. street wise <laughs> instincts. And then in a third place, we have Chris Sky. 
the erstwhile social media entrepreneur, world traveler, uh, husband to Jessica, one of the dumbest men currently breathing, 37-year-old father, or sorry, childless man who created Mothers Against Social Distancing, has set up the machinery for a grift, but seems to be the only one fueling the machine. And with that, you now have a comprehensive breakdown on three of the most important figures and a bonus Randy Hillier involved in Canada's seemingly popular, but maybe not so much, anti-mask Folks, movement. I've consumed a cocktail of chemicals uh, in preparation for this episode. I can say definitively, having opened my third eye, that one of these men will be prime minister in our lifetimes. I am not allowed to say who, mm-hmm. but I can guarantee one of them will be. What is it's better? It's Randy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who better to run against the French-Canadian pretty boy? Than the Italian stud. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, which one of those two that is? Also, we just have to put a disclaimer. Tell. The best stock of Europe. At least one of us has at least one Italian family member who married in. So we're actually Yeah, they not gave us offensive. permission to say WAP, Guido. Yeah, that's right. I'm Italian passing because I'm very yeah. hairy and my IQ is below 30. <laughs> <laughs> that is mean. All right. Are, are we done for this? Are we Arriva Darcy, yeah, baby. I, I want to say thank you so much for listening. I hope you folks have enjoyed it. Uh... We will be back next week with another thrilling, scintillating episode. With the holidays coming up, we're going to get a couple in the tank as well. Uh, That being said, we do want to ask you folks for something. If you have questions you would like us to discuss on a future episode, one of the things we definitely look into is a QA, and a if there is, of course, enough interest. If you have a topic for the show or a suggestion or something you'd like to hear covered, maybe a local group you'd like to have profiled, Please also do not hesitate to email us at LLCSCFRC at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram. Chance, what's the Instagram handle? Uh, LLCS underscore CFRC. Which is also, also our Twitter. So you can reach out to us through any of those. If you know us personally, feel free to certainly DM me, uh, especially if you're a woman, especially if it's like 9.30, 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feel free to hit me up. We want to hear from you folks. As Please move, never email me. That's right. Uh, only email me. As we move towards the new year, we have lots of fun stuff planned, but we'd love to get your input. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you folks are safe. You have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, uh... Bonavista Social Club, yeah. baby. Megan, uh, cue the When the Moon Hits Your Eye song. When the moon hits your eye Like a big pizza pie That's amore When the world seems to shine Like you've had too much wine That's amore Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, like a guitar and bella.